relationships, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Victoria and Ron. Welcome everyone to our podcast, Don't Get It Twisted. I am so excited to be back in action. Uh, my name is Victoria, and this is my partner in crime. I'm Ronnie Tapes. Or Ronald. He goes by many different names. That's his government name, but. Why do you use my government name? Now everybody's because gonna sometimes be you up. like to use your government name instead of Ronnie Tapes. <laughs> People gotta know who we're talking to. I'm Ronnie Tapes. Yeah, there you go. All day. Ronnie so T. anyway, we're some, when we, we get took, some AKAs, we're gonna get some AKAs. There we go. For ourselves. Love it, I can't wait for mine. Yeah. So we took some time off. We had a couple of crazy, crazy weeks. Um, have we recorded since the holidays? I can't even remember. I don't believe we have. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. It's not like they would notice. That's true. You know, <laughs> happy 2021 yeah, for happy, all of those listening. Welcome everyone to 2021. Yes. We now are we're hoping. all caught. Now we had 2020 vision and we've seen the truths and the lies and the fake news and the so-called real news that became fake news in 2020 and we saw the veil of the Wizard of Oz has been opened and now we're in 2021 we're all cockeyed <laughs> what are you I am eye. curious to know though I know 2020 kicked many of us in the ass mm-hmm. um, what are you hoping to manifest in 2021 oh geez my my goals are always ever-changing but it's more of creating more businesses, mm-hmm. uh, connections with uh, friends and family, and being better at doing that for myself and meeting myself in those places, and also connecting with uh, people that I love more efficiently, family and friends. Nice. Close, close friends. And then leaving some people behind. Okay. Because that is another thing. I'm gonna just, it's important. I'm really good at it, honestly. But also making new friends. You're um, good at leaving people. Yeah, leaving leaving certain things behind okay. when they don't, when it doesn't, it's not going to get me moving forward, and I can't help them move forward, right? They won't grab my hand and go with me, so I have to leave some people behind. Yeah, you know, and it's been amazing watching people who are close to me, who are moving forward, and watching some of the beautiful things that they're doing. And they're creating for themselves, and I'm so proud of my my really really close friends. That's awesome. So, and I would like to make my close friends proud of me. There you go. Well, yeah. they already are. Yeah. Well, I'm cool. I'm cool shit. <laughs> I'm a hot ass dude. Okay. Well. Hot boy Ronald. That's I said I'm. one thing to compliment you, and I you took it. took it to Listen, an I extreme. Need, so I, I have. We'll not see been, if I ever do it again. Yeah, I haven't been complimented in so long, so. I'm going to milk it like a teat. Like <laughs> Today I had this moment where I looked at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. and I like grabbed my face. You grabbed your, you actually grabbed your face? Yeah, I was like, I love you. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Chill, hey. That probably came out real hot in the <laughs> mic. Um, oh, that's beautiful. But yeah, it was this moment where I was like, I love you. Yeah. And your worth is not in what you produce and what you do and mm. status in occupation like i yeah. love you now and that is where you want to be loved at for all reasons who doesn't right 
<coughs> I don't know. I know, well, you know, I know some people. But yeah, it was just this moment where I was like, oh man, like it feels really good to give yourself strong, bold affirmations like that. You know, usually you write it on a sticky note or you're kind of like, oh, like I love myself. But you I was write like, sticky notes for yourself? Well, sometimes I'll stick them on the mirror or like. I'm jealous. I, I just can't get it. I, <laughs> I buy the sticky notes to do so and then nothing ever and happens. And they just sit there. Yeah, they just sit there and they become. <laughs> You know, airplanes. <laughs> well, I'll take your sticky notes then because I'm always running out. And throw them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm happy for you, Ron. I, I think it's, I think 2021 is going to be a good year. And I know, I feel like I say that a lot. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to be a good year years, for you, but all years are all good. All years are good for all of us. I right. know the yeah. thing is, through the hardships it's not and even everything. about me having a good year. I don't know why that's a thing. Mm-hmm. People have been saying that. So, well, this is going to be a good year for you. Like, dude, I don't need a good year for me. All Every day is a good day for mm-hmm. me. I don't need any good years. I don't need any good. I have great moments and I have bad moments. And I'm grateful for both of those moments because I, I learn the most sometimes from the bad, but I learn appreciation in the good for the bad and where I've come from. So I just keep those things in mind. Yeah. Right. So it's because you're in tune to the lessons that you're learning. And so you can't lose. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I don't, right. I keep yeah. moving forward. Even, even if it seems a little heavy mm-hmm. at times, Yep, it's supposed to be heavy. It's life. Life is heavy. And life is heavy. And I'm, you know, I'm trying <laughs> wow, to, I just said that so depressing. <laughs> yeah. I steer people and I help steer people. Then I have to look at myself I'm like, Oh, you have to steer your own ship too. And I steer, and but I also get to see examples of that whole thing. Don't you yawn? I'm not gonna yawn. Don't you yawn? Ron is looking at me like, if you yawn, if you yawn, yeah. I don't know. For those of you who don't know, we typically record these after my very long work days, Mm -hmm. and by the time I get to Ron's place and we sit down to record, it's like what, like 8 p.m. and I'm just done. Mm -hmm. Yawning. Yeah. So right now it is. What five thirty? I'm looking yeah. at my invisible watch. Jeez, Get it and together. I almost yawned. Almost, she knows yawned. <laughs> it's when you yawn, and you my try nose to clo- flared. Yeah, like you try to little... close your mouth. I know. I was, I was totally trying to avoid you. <laughs> and your eyes get it big. Out. Yeah, <laughs> your eyes water. Oh my goodness! I should use a different voice. I should have talked like this instead. No, my God. This is gonna keep you up. Please don't. Right, I, it's just not my voice, but. Have you ever watched Portlandia? Of course. That the voice that you just did reminded me of, hey, um, yeah, of, of what's his name? What's what's the actor's name? He's he's super talented. Um, the man Fred something. Is his name Fred something? I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I digress. <laughs> so that was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> So I had the, that if voice any, is like If that. anyone watches Portlandia, you know Portlandia, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. It's what, it's, yeah, you know that that what vignette. They do vignettes in their show, and there's like a vignette where like the woman and the man like yeah, they yeah. switch, mm-hmm. and yeah. the man is a woman. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ugh, I, when I, I talk like this, so I feel funny. like a pimp. Hey, hey, young blood, what it is? Anyway. <laughs> so, using so. based upon that, is you know the topic of today is about fantasies. Oh. You know, like uh, Mr. York from Fantasy Island, the plane, the plane. I have no idea what reference you're making. Oh, it's an old show called okay. uh, Fantasy Island. 
Is this where our age gap yes. is very apparent? Yes. All right. Very much so. So Fantasy Island uh-huh. is about, is a show uh, where people go to this island and this island has mystical powers okay. where it brings their fantasies to life. Oh. Right? Uh, even the regrets that they have become real manifest and they have to move through it. Is this a reality TV show? It's not a reality TV. This is the, I'm talking about this is the 50s oh. and 60s or 70s or whatever. Yeah. Well, you should have said that. This whole time I'm thinking like Survivor, right? No, I'm no, thinking no, like, no, 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 oh, they're like in Fiji, but like no, no, Fantasy no. Island. You know, I'm no. thinking of like it's, some MTV it's actually reality called Fantasy show. Island. And there's a Mr. York is the the dude, the host, the host of the island, mm-hmm. and Tattoo is his like midget uh, uh, lover. No, no. Uh. <laughs> No, maybe, but I think Tattoo <laughs> is is just his homie, and Tattoo is a literal. He's his a, name is Tattoo. Yeah, he's a little dude. Okay, he's a little bro, and uh, he goes and Tattoo's like the plane, the plane, you know, saying. Hey, Where is Tattoo is from? Tattoo is I don't know. He's just I feel little. like shows back then got away with a lot of. Uh, Things that would be considered not politically correct these days. And politically correctness is ridiculous. It's killing everything <laughs> with your political with political correctness. You know, it's like it's weird. Like everything, you know, you don't call yeah. Asians Orientals we have, anymore. We have differing opinions on yeah. that, but you don't call Asians Orientals. <laughs> God, oh, the Orientals. Oh, or so outdated. the blacks. So outdated. The oh yeah the. The Mexicans and everyone from Latin America is Mexican. I know. The, oh yeah, the Mexicans. I remember that. I mean mm-hmm. that. I mean honestly, that still exists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are always like, oh, "Are you Mexican?" Yeah. I'm like, "You do know that there is more than one country." In our world, that speaks that. the Spanish language. How many people can find America? Not sure. Or United States on the map? Because you say America. Anyway. You have South America, mm-hmm. you have North America. I just love it when people are like, "Oh, yeah, your Mexican culture, your Mexican food," or you know. Yeah. And and I, a part of me feels like I'm correcting them, and I feel like it comes off as like I'm embarrassed to admit that I'm Mex that I'm I'm yes, not Mexican. So you're Mexican. <laughs> but it's like I'm embarrassed, and so therefore I have to like correct them and say like I'm not Mexican because I associate Mexican culture people in a negative way. But that's not it. It's like. It's me getting frustrated because Mexico is not the only Spanish-speaking country, and you're Mexican. People should know this. She's Mexican. I'm not Mexican. She's a chola. But you know, I I was never a chola, even though I wanted to be. Yeah. It's yeah. Really I cool. feel like I'm just now channeling my inner chola. It should be in my thirties. All right, levato ese. I love that I get to say that now. No, no, that's right. In my 30s. In your 30s. Hey. Okay. Hey. Okay. So, yeah. So, Fantasy Island is about, okay. back to the fantasy mm-hmm. thing. Fantasy Island is about fantasies that people create. And a lot of times we create fantasies, good and bad, in our relationships. And when I say good, bad, the expectations that we put on another person without telling them anything about what we expect. Or what you know, telling them about what we need in our relationship, and we we assume that they should know it. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I know it's terrible. Yeah, assumptions will. Assumptions and expectations lead to disappointment. Yeah. So every time, and I will say mm-hmm. before you say it. Okay. 
that men and women okay. fall into that category. Okay. Both men and women fall into that category. Or I, I should say like everyone. Yeah, everyone. No matter what kind of relationship you're in or what, do you, think what you identify say as. Women do it more than men? Is that what you thought I was I just say? thought you were going to go straight for like attacking women first. <laughs> have I have I been on That this? was my assumption. Yeah, see. <laughs> you learn you know me long enough that I don't attack women. You don't attack women, but unless they you be highly critique them. <laughs> unless they want to be attacked. I highly critique men too. Like the biggest critique I have is to myself. That's true. You know, it's self criticism and self criticism yeah. is is a hard thing that I need to even get over yeah. and be better at. But I think we so often make women the brunt of like all of the issues that lie behind assumptions and expectations, which I won't lie, we for sure do that. <laughs> I myself am guilty of doing it often. <laughs> so but then it's so then it's 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 not a brunt, it's the truth. I just think we need to Yes. Okay. So what is your <laughs> argument? No, I'm not I, I think I'm just trying to be inclusive and in saying it's not just women, it's men too. Because there are men out there who have grand fantasies and expect women to fulfill them and don't communicate them and then that's where you also get disappointed so yeah that's so, all but so let's, yeah let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about fantasies and let's reality let's talk about that let's talk about the grand fantasies that men have and expectations men have put on you on me yeah we we talking about it. if you you so <laughs> uh protect women they ain't the only ones that got grand fantasies blah 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 let's go well, in. i just think go we in. go in i can take it I don't have anything oh, exactly. tangible right now. I Would think you like what some I'm tangible from me <laughs> about women? What I'm trying to say is like, are we, let's break this down. Yeah, let's break it down. Let's break it down. So mm -hmm. you go ahead, say what you were going to say earlier about fantasies and reality, what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. Because that can lead to expectations and assumptions, but we're talking about fantasies and realities Yeah. before we talk about assumptions and expectations. <coughs> so yeah. go ahead. So when I was talking about fantasies and reality is so when we we come from um, religious backgrounds. Yeah. And the fantasy that we you know a lot of us have been taught uh, women in general uh, in this has led them in a wrong direction when it comes to marriage and relationships. Uh, the whole, you know, you know, save yourself. Don't do this when until you get married. But they don't tell you how to engage and be with a man or even just be with yourself. You know, but see, this is where I'm confused. Mm -hmm. That to me is an expectation, not a fantasy, because that was never my fantasy. Well, the fantasy is, is that uh, that's a societal expectation. Well, but it's also a fantasy in the person's head. Oh, I want this beautiful big wedding and it's got to be this and it's got to be that oh it's going to be this and that and the other and it's it's a fantasy that they think the wedding is the ultimate thing mm -hmm. but what happens after right do you know how to actually be with a partner and compromise do you and, actually know how to be with yourself yeah exactly <laughs> but you know this this is how that fantasy mm -hmm. works so you can say society has groomed the fantasy. Absolutely. But it's t up to the person to know how to, you know, navigate. But that takes being a conscious individual. 
Yeah. And how many of us walk around in this world mm -hmm. conscious and awake of all of the societal expectations that have been placed on us and the ways that we have in our own subconscious ways mm -hmm. perpetuated those expectations that have then become fantasies, right? Even 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 the negative part, even even the adverse of it is also social programming. Like what? Say uh well well I'm not into the the traditions of uh what marriage is mm -hmm. based upon a b c d e right this this new age of re religion and and spirituality right it's still the same kind of social construct but just outside of one doctrine right and then you progress program yourself to it mm -hmm. to make it true for you right right and so it becomes your fantasy it becomes your doctrine yeah and it becomes the fantasy that you want to live by yeah. i want to be able to sage my woman really dude every day <laughs> on a sager i've never heard that one but a, you know you sager seems like a lot of work yeah exactly shit it takes me a lot of work to even light the freaking thing <laughs> and keep it lit and then you like and then you have all this like sage that's like Falling down to the ground, I'm like, oh shit! Now I have to clean that up. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah, so I cannot imagine saging my partner every morning. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> there's 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 things people think about. People are into things, but you you adhere to a doctrine, and that right. becomes the fantasy of mm -hmm. the people you want to be with. Right. I want to be with somebody who's spiritually grounded, but not religious. Now you have a fantasy about somebody who's spiritually grounded, but what if the person is religious? Right. And very grounded, and but has you know, and but allows you to be exactly what you want to be. But you know, I don't want to go to be what a dude who goes to church or a girl who goes to church every day. Okay, <laughs> like why not? Yeah, because uh, they don't want the pressure of that of having to go to church with them because they don't want to go to church. So you're saying that when we go through a process in our lifetime of like rejecting the conditioned systems or ways that we've been mm -hmm. taught to you know feed these fantasies mm -hmm. which maybe are groomed by society mm -hmm. that we go to the other extreme mm -hmm. and now we start to groom these fantasies that are complete are are like essentially a result of our rejection of the institutional mm -hmm. traditional way of doing and things. we just institutionalize so ourselves it's, it's all dogma like it's yeah. all it's all contained yes so my question is like, is it actually freedom? That's a good question. Is it? I, I don't know. I mean, I, we I have free will to to do and take any dogma that we want. Right. Uh, and we can choose to reject and deny or uh, bring in and take out. Mm -hmm. So there's some free will in that, too. But society does what society does. You do what the village ask you to do well and society fluctuates right yeah. so like i've been saying this for years like even before i got married which this is just a secret no it's not really a secret but to all of to everyone listening mm -hmm. i was married once before um but i i've been saying for years like marriage is going to become obsolete in our society you i think so i don't think marriage is going to be a need mm-hmm I, we have seen the evolution of marriage as an institution. We've seen the evolution of relationships. Like it used to be for survival. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it used to be more for 
property and marriage was actually a a thing for property and and goods and services exchange between wealthy peoples. Right, but now we're seeing like, we've evolved, we've changed so much throughout the decades. And I think that like, we are actually entering a, a, uh, what, what would be the word? Like a new a phase. I don't want to say phase, like but a like new renaissance, a new consciousness, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fill in the blank there, everyone. I, I think, but the point is like it, I've been saying for a long time, marriage is going to become obsolete, but then that becomes its own structure. Right. So now we have this, like this new wave of a new structure that's rising. And then mm-hmm. what's it going to be decades from now? Are we going to yeah. go back to traditional ways? Right. So like, if I believe that marriage is obsolete, but I end up having a life partner and having kids, and then they see my partner and I never actually commit or get married, but like raise a family, mm-hmm. are they then going to grow up and be like, you know what, you know, I wanna actually have that commitment, so I'm going to get married. And so now we have another generation coming up who is pro-marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So it just, I feel like it fluctuates is what we do as a society. But I think the real freedom or this, this sense of like free will that you were talking about is it, it comes from like understanding that you don't have to buy into the structure. You can make it what you wanna make it, mm-hmm. right? So like something that I've come to the realization about, you know, in the last month or so, is that like when I got divorced, I was like, I never wanna do that again. Really? And then I realized like, I'm saying that because I'm coming from a place that like. You got hurt. Well, I not A, was hurt, but I also am coming from a place of feeling that expectation that it has to be within the certain structure mm-hmm. that I knew it to be before. When that's not the case, I can redefine it. I can redefine that. Mm-hmm. I can define what marriage means to me and my partner and our sacred container. Instead of saying I, I would I would interject and say we. We, thank you. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm just speaking from the individual experience of being mm-hmm. a divorced person and like saying that when I got divorced, like I never want to be married again. And now being on these other, on this other side, being like, oh, but I actually get to like redefine that. Yeah, and I want to be for me, also being a divorced person. Mm-hmm. I want to be married again, and I've always wanted to be married again, even after I got divorced. Right. There is a certain amount of feels there feels to be a certain amount of amount of power in being um, monogamous and connected with a, another a, a, another person, or, you know, saying a woman or, you know, whether whatever you gender you like to do the thing with do uh, the thing. <laughs> but it's it's important to me that that is a structure that I haven't let go of, Mm -hmm. right? Even though I'm in the spiritual realm instead of the religious realm, I still believe in marriage. And I think, I feel that marriage will come back after people get over themselves and stop being so damn selfish. Yes. Even though we give selfishness a bad bad Mm -hmm. rap, Mm -hmm. but it can be bad in the sense where if you only thinking about yourself, Mm then how do you really like connect with anybody if your own goal is my self happiness and but that that can take away from your self happiness my goal is our happiness but facilitating that for you 
as you facilitate happiness for me. Mm-hmm. Facilitate an environment of happiness so I can find my own happiness. So you can thrive. Yeah. And, and so can your partner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to make you happy. I can't do that. Yeah. But I can facilitate a place of right. happiness. But there's a conversation and that comes back to the fantasy inside of a relationship. Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, we need as a people to discuss the things that we truly need and or discuss with ourselves what what we need because we haven't even defined that for ourselves a lot of times like what who are we and what do what does ron need mm-hmm. for ron and how do i express that to my partner and how can i show up yeah you have to start there yeah and i think it is a lot of times is this is what humans do when you first get in a relationship you put your best foot forward, right? You're yeah. selling yourself like a used car salesman. You know, you know you a busted ass Honda with uh, 256,000 miles on you, right? But you, you- And a shit ton of baggage. And a shit ton of, you know, and you go in the back and it's you've been vacuum, vacuumed out, yeah. it looks brand new, it's shiny. Detailed. Detailed. New crisp, haircut. Crisp. Paint job. And underneath the car, rust. Yep. There's nothing but rust. It sounds good when you start it up and you get it home after a month, that sucker's and you're like, yep. ah, And then dang. your heater dies out in the winter and then you're walking home. Your window gets stuck when you're rolling it down in the rain. Yeah. And it and everything <laughs> like, fogs up. You're trying to drive and everything fogs up because you ain't got no heat in the car. It's only your body heat. So everything fogs up so you can't see. The windshield wipers don't work. Only one side works and I it slides. I love how we are, we are reducing ourselves to a used vehicle. Yeah, but th- think about it. <laughs> it's a good metaphor though. Yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. And so this is what we do, right? We sell ourselves to our par- our prospective persons, something we're not, right? And we allow them to buy it and then they bought a lemon. And we need to clean ourselves up, mm-hmm. right? We need to change that. It's like, okay, we're going to go through a massive overhaul of the whole car. We're going to yeah. put a new engine in. We, you know, the seats look good. This looks good, but this engine got to go. The muffler got to go. The catalytic converter got to go. Uh, got to put new tires and new brakes on the sucker. Uh, you know? Yeah. We have to do that. Then we have to maintain ourselves by putting oil and good things, and you know, just being smart but at some point that facade breaks down just like the car will literally stop running do you know that and so there's a there's a you can tell about a person within three to nine months it says it's a three six nine Mm -hmm. variable so in three months you start to see the breakdown of a person's personality if they're faking in six months uh they'll they'll try to pick it back up in nine months, they have a total breakdown, and you'll know exactly who you're dealing with in nine months. I believe it. I believe you can know sooner with some people. Yeah. But yeah, some I, people and play I think the long just, game pretty well, though. Yeah, and I think it just depends on what you value, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if you're someone who values authenticity from the start, you're gonna smell that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who values status in the form of looks, money. Uh, you know, whatever, then it's it might take you longer to be like, oh shit, like this is what I'm actually dealing with. Yeah. You know? So I, I think what you were saying at the beginning is very true and, I, you know. And that's for both sides. Yes, yeah. that you have to know what it is you need mm-hmm. for yourself. And then, not only that, you have to know what is non-negotiable. 
because something that I've been personally processing in my, you know, my personal development and in my relationship is that, and I think this is true for many of us, but we get to a point where we're like, we are relying on our partner to be for us what a whole village used to be for us. Mm-hmm. Like when we were a more um, collective, interdependent society of people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. COVID has obviously like isolated us like crazy. But the point is like our expectations on what a relationship has to look like, how it has to run, how it has to look. We got social media now where we're trying to like you know, really sell ourselves as these high value men and women and what that means. And mm-hmm. and I think what happens is like we forget, you know, me, for example, it's like I'm a highly creative, romantic individual. Mm-hmm. Yes, I need that from my partner, but I don't need my partner to be giving that to me all the time because it is my responsibility to be cultivating that side of myself regardless. Mm-hmm. So taking yourself on, out on a date, taking yourself out to the art museum, take, buying yourself flowers. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I had that conversation with my therapist the other day where she was like, well, you're a pretty badass individual and you work hard. Like you can also buy your own flowers. Yeah. I was like, you're right, I can. I can buy my own flowers, right? It feels weird to ask though, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, it feels weird to ask my partner like, hey, can you please buy me flowers? Because it's uncomfortable, and then I think too, there's that assumption thing where it's like, well, you should just know that I want flowers. Yeah, and you can't assume <laughs> but that. But you can't right? assume that, right? Yeah. And so it, it takes that vulnerability to be like, hey, I actually need this and I'm asking you for it and trusting that your partner will meet you there, but also knowing that you can give that to yourself. Your partner doesn't always have to be the one giving it to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is where like, I don't think fantasies are bad, right? No. I don't either. I think fantasies are actually a sign of health as humans because we are erotic individuals. We are sensual, sexual, romantic. Like when people say I'm not a romantic, I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that people aren't romantic individuals. Yeah, I think we all are romantic. We all are romantic in our own way. It's just levels. It's just levels. Mm -hmm. And we all feel connected in different ways. And so I think it's understanding that about yourself and understanding that about the individual that you're in a relationship with and coming to agreements as to how you will fulfill that in the other. Cause that's what's going to actually enhance each other's happiness so that you can both thrive, mm-hmm. right? There has to be, um, there has to be some air and separation for you two to discover that for your own selves but also a place at the table for you to discover it together. Mm-hmm. And I think for a really, really long time, I just told myself that I, being a romantic was just bad because like this is the reality of life. And I think what I've realized is like, no, like it actually is a sign of, of like my erotic nature being alive within and me. And it's also about creativity. It's about, crea- yeah. we are creative creatures. Yeah. Like we are co-creating. Yeah, we, right? are, we, are, we are the image of the creator. Exactly. And since we are walking and talking and, and living spirits in the image of the creation, we are creation. We are, And we are always creating. Yeah. yeah, you know, think about everything that we have created. Yeah. There's no such thing as airplanes until someone mm-hmm. thought it up mm-hmm. and created it from nothing. Yeah. So. 
it is what it is. Right. But when we talk about fantasies, a lot of times we, we're not just the positive aspects. And so fantasy and reality. In reality, if you're going to have a decent fantasy, it needs to be grounded and have roots in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. f- a fake blanket picture uh, is is ridiculous. And to hold it over another person's head of, well, I, I want this in my life. Did you get it before you met me? Well, no. What do you what steps are we taking to do this? Mm-hmm. Well, I have I just want it. Why? What is it that you want about it? What are the pitfalls in it? You know, say you want to your fantasy is a BDSM, but you've never been into BDSM before. Right. And there's safe words. There's you know, in harp nose. There's there's contracts. There's uh, there's so many different aspects of of a person. What what a dom to a sub has to care for. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really have any hard limits as a sub and you like, well, you do anything you want. to, That's not how it works. I have to know your hard limits to take you to them and bring you back so I can take care of you. Right. If you have no limits, I could break your bones. Because you don't have any limits. It's it's you have to do more to communicate what you actually do some research. Just don't just blanket it out there and throw it out there. So what I'm hearing is that like the two have to have to like come hand in hand, reality yeah. and fantasy, right? Reality and I fantasy, think yeah. fantasy can inform us mm-hmm. of something that we desire or that we would like to see play out in reality, but you have to have two feet on the ground mm-hmm. at the same time. Right? Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's like so many men, this is a fantasy that some men have to have a threesome with another woman, mm-hmm. right? And their their main chick. The, the thing is, is you have to understand that there are consequences to these kind of actions. Like if you don't have a great communication in your relationship, also, if you're doing it out of of spicing your relationship up, you're going to destroy your relationship. You can't spice your relationship with up with another person. Your relationship already has to be spicy. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. Like if you're substituting it. Yes. For yeah. some kind of void that already exists between yeah. you two, then it's, it's not going to end well. It's just going to dig a right. bigger chasm. So like the fantasy might be fulfilled, mm-hmm. but then the reality that comes after that fantasy is going to hit you way what? harder. Yes. <laughs> and you haven't discussed it really. Yeah. Right? And this is what I'm talking about. Putting your, uh, you know, so that is that is one aspect. But being true to yourself before you get into the relationship, this is being straightforward and how you are mm-hmm. in life from the get-go when you're meeting or dating a person so they know exactly what they're getting. The, a lot of times... Yeah. We, like I we think want, that's really hard, though. Yeah. Like, I, How often do people actually show up in a relationship and they're like, like they're not even trying to do the paint job on the car, on the used Honda. They're not even trying to like mm-hmm. get this and that fixed. They're literally showing up as that shitty... Honda. Honda. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is what you get. Do you think, I don't want to put it on women. Do you think women do it more than men? Do what more than men? They have a, uh, the they have a, no, they have a deeper freedom just to be themselves. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. 
Because who's buying what is the question. Am I, am, this, this is going to sound shitty when I say buying, but when I say buying or, you know, that transfer of energy or whatever it is, is who's buying into the facade? Like, am I purchasing a wife or a woman or is a woman purchasing me? I think it can be both. I think men play the game just as well. Well, I think we lie the most. To yourselves or to your partner? Both. To no, we lie to our partner. We we have we put a facade because we're it's, we're just not as free to do so as as young people. Why? Why? Because society doesn't allow us to be free. Women don't allow us to be free. Women not just could society. Say the same about men, though. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Are we about to get in a fight? No, we can fight. <laughs> but think about it. Think about all the freedoms that you, that women say they, they don't have. You, if, if you don't want something in a relationship, you would tell your man, mm-hmm. right? And he has to take your mouth going out. Bah, 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 bah. Well, I don't necessarily have to tell him like that either. Well, you don't have to, but y'all do, right? And as soon as a man does the same thing that you do to him, He's considered, oh, he's, oh, he's abusive. You see the double standards. Mm-hmm. How women can do one thing, but men can't do it. If a woman shows emotion, you know, she, she's, oh, let's, let's comfort that. Man shows him, he's weak. I think we're creating some like sweeping generalizations. They're not sweeping. They're, it's, not a, it's not a generalization when you know it, when you see it to be true. All, you said in most some of the time. context. In most of the time. We see it in all society. What do you mean society. by most? Well, if it happens more than off, if, if it happens all the time, and you can say. But how do you know that? Because you're one participating individual. Because you see it in, in the world. In this economy of relationships. Yeah, well, but I observe it in the world too, right? If Say this. How many shelters are there for men who have, from uh, broken relationships? Not many. But there's how many for women? Many. Many. What what government uh, uh, applications are there to benefit just men? But there's government applications to benefit just women. Okay, so how does this relate to fantasy and reality? The f- reality is is that we can't ha- we can't be as open. We can be. But we aren't, we feel like we're not allowed to be as open about ourselves and what we want and what we need to women as women are to us. And this is, you know, I think this is a lot of reason why people. I change. think we need to change the narrative, and that's going to take yeah. us working together. I think so too. I believe that. It's going to take women restructuring this idea of like, what's what's like what's masculine right like what mm-hmm. we've been taught to like revere and what we've been taught to follow and what we've been taught about masculinity it's going to take men also having to unlearn that too yeah so that when a man does feel vulnerable mm-hmm. he feels safe enough with his partner to say so mm. and will not be like attacked or reprimanded or mocked or whatever yeah. right but i think that and comes think, in with the I've, but i think that comes in with a really when we have a relationship with a woman I think men generally do that. I think so. You know, generally, what are vulnerable? Become more vulnerable to mm-hmm. their their mates, and I've seen 
I don't know how it is between um, races, if you want to say it's only one race, but between ethnic groups, mm-hmm. how does that manifest differently? Is is a huge question for myself. Is what I'm trying to delve into. It of it definitely manifests differently because there is some serious racial trauma that has been lodged in 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 you know different people group and cultures and and contexts that inform how we do relationships. Yeah, because I see I see you know uh, our ca- Caucasian brothers and Asian brothers and sisters uh, doing having great unions. And lasting reunions. I see my Latinos, uh, the ones I know, having great, long-lasting relationships. What are those unions centered on? They're centered on family. Because that was the expectation. What do you mean expectation? Though? Like I, I think we need to we need to get clear on what's the union around, right? Family. Like, if you think about historically how unions have worked in like Asian culture. Family. And status. Family. No. People, on, people only get married for family. People get married to have a wife and offspring and build those offspring up. Like, it's family. If, if there's no family, then there's no structure. There's no father, there's no mother, then what kind of structure So you're do telling have? me that if you are, if you come from like a, a wealthy dynasty. Yeah and you marry what would be considered like a low class mm-hmm. citizen. Okay. That it would be cool. That that union would be like dope. It would be like, oh, like, you know, we as, as the wealthy Asian family support this union. No, but because family is the center of well, they're they want to get you, yeah they want you to get with a good family, but it's about family to keep families together to keep families building up. They have a you know to keep ma- families yeah. together within a certain social economic. Even poor people want to keep families together. Poor people, you know, their slaves. It was illegal for slaves to be married, right? So they got married in secrecy, mm-hmm. right? They were going. They would be killed and beaten if they got caught being married. But why did they do it? For family, for connection. They didn't do it for status. They didn't, look at us, we married. I'm not saying everyone's getting married for status, but what I am saying is like, we need to be clear about like, culturally how have we been conditioned to see what these unions are centered on? Family. Okay, I don't know that I necessarily agree that family's like the number one but I, I get where you're coming thing? from. Well, I think each culture values different things. Yeah, but what do you think is number one? I think it's still survival in some cultures. Survival. I think it's still it's still uh, a passing of like socioeconomic wealth in other cultures. I think, um, yeah, I mean, like those are other factors that mm-hmm. that like make a union. Important. It's like at the center of what the union is, right? Yeah. So, so the fantasy of 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 a union is for a culture. The thought process of why people get married and why people make this thing up of marriage or of relations. It's like then why have relationships? Why not just have open relationships and and forget about any relationships? You can have a relationship with multiple people. Why have marriage at all when you can have babies with multiple men 
and not have any commitments to you and that child or to you and that that person why not allow keep allowing or you know some letting letting men sleep with women have babies all over the place but guess what because marriage doesn't matter and taking care of that seed doesn't matter and have her have babies baby daddies everywhere because the government's going to take care of that for you it's okay because you don't need a family to raise children because you know we need to get away from these that's that social structure and when we get get away from it what do we have we have what we have today we have bitterness between both sexes when we're not cultivating the connection mm-hmm. and godhood of a male and a female getting together or female female whatever uh, connection you have persons getting together to build something yeah. right and that building of something whether whatever the family looks like is that is that it's a family it's a unit it's a neighborhood it's a community it's a culture it's a it's yeah. a nation but it, it starts out with family you... okay i get what you're saying i i've i i'm picking up what you're putting down is that mm-hmm. what people say yeah <laughs> old people yeah old people yeah way, way to go <laughs> well i'm in my 30s yeah way, so. way, way to you know, way to go way to come to my level <laughs> But I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, I don't think you need to actually be a participant in the institution of marriage to have that though. But marriage, when we talk about marriage, we're talking about going to the the thing and jumping the over. The institution of marriage. What is the, what is the institution? Religious, legal, all that. Well, uh, what is, marriage is still a business between two people, right? Yeah, I mean, it's an exchange. It's a commitment. Yeah. So it's still a business. That's why people get married. It's because it's actually a business. We are a... Yeah, bi- you get tax benefits. Yeah, we are a business. When right. we When we link up, I am money. She is... But the money. family aspect doesn't have to exist within the institution of marriage. Even if we don't have children, we're still a fan. That's what I'm saying is you don't like you don't have to have these systems in place in your contained in your life, in your daily whereabouts in order for it to be a valid union or connection or about or like centered on family. But if you want to have assets passed over, you need to have a union. Yes, there are benefits for sure. But I we've like kind of strayed from the whole fantasy and reality yeah. thing but but, but this is this is but it, we i don't think we have really i think the the issue is is that reality is family is you know when we get together this this new reality this new fantasy of we don't need this and we can have this without uh this kind of structure of familyhood yeah it is a lie we need each, we need to we need to build something. We already know what it looks like when we got baby mamas and baby daddies everywhere. Yeah, I get what you're saying. We know what that looks like now. That that non-structure. I think there's just a part of me that's resistant to it because I'm still in my own unraveling of it. And mm. um <clears throat> I'm in my own redefining of it and I'm realizing like sometimes it takes letting go to unravel. Mhm unlearn and then redefine in order for you to realize like oh like that was what i was trying to get at yeah the whole time right like and so i think 
yes, I understand where you're coming from and what you're saying. And I, I want what you, your, your mom and dad have, even though I don't see what your mom and dad go mm-hmm. through, but I want the union that they have, right? Because the, they're like lifelong homies? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so cool. Homie lovers? <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I like want my best, I want my woman. And men, a lot of times you hear in the, in the stratosphere that mm-hmm. men can't be friends with their woman. But all the... I think you should be friends first. Yeah. I all think the cultures that I know, first. all the other cultures that yeah. I hear about, like they say, oh, this is my wife, she's my best friend. But we don't get to hear that in yeah. black culture. I'm like, why are you? It's like all oh, women, this and like, dude, why can't she be your best friend? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to marry my best friend. Yeah, you know, somebody. I, I think can you should be sh- friends first. Yeah. I, I think your partner should always be your friend first because yeah. when you are friends first, there is a, there's just like a different level of authenticity that you bring to the table. Yeah, because. You know, I call you out mm-hmm. as a friend, right? Mm-hmm. I call my other friends out. My friends call me out. And so, like, there's a level of transparency that you come to the table with already. Yeah. Right? So then add on top of that, like, I kind of like the phrase homie lover. I just made that up. Yeah. We had a <laughs> but, term back in the days called homie lover friend. Oh, that's fun. I like Never that. Never heard that before? I think you've mentioned it before. Yeah. But, yeah, like, homie lover friend. Like, it's a situationship now. Oh no no no! I don't. That's what the situation. That's what a situationship is. Well, I'm not talking about a situationship in no, this. I understand. Yeah yeah. But but that's what it meant back yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think when you're friends first, there is a level of transparency that you bring to the table and realizing like, I don't. There's just like a little. There's a sense of detachment where it's like my priority is your like what's best for you for your highest good and how can you thrive, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I want for all my friends. Yeah. Something the, something interesting in what you just talked about is that what is the one thing when you have a best friend mm-hmm. that is also your, you said be friends first, mm-hmm. is that your friend doesn't come with the facade that person who's trying to date you comes with. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. There's just a level of like transparency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You. That's what I'm, that's yeah. hitting on. And that's, there's, there's a certain amount of freedom in that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So true. Because you're always friends first. Mm-hmm. Like, I want what's best for my friend. Yeah. And right? you call them out. It's like, just, it's, it's, an, it's an extra layer. It's for sure not just an added risk. Mm-hmm. But it's also, a, it's an extra layer of vulnerability. Oh, my God, I can't talk. Vulnerability. <laughs> vulnerability. <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but when you're in a relationship like that and it goes south, you lose two things. Ooh, yeah. That hurts. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Yeah. You lose two things. Mm-hmm. You lose the friendship and mm-hmm. you lose the structure. You lose the friends around that friend. Yep. The friends that you've created together. Yeah. The connections that you made with, you know, long, you know, lifelong friendships, friendships and connections go, go sometimes go with it. You lose a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But do you? I've been thinking about this. Mm. There has to be a freedom to seeing, like it's perspective, right? Like, mm-hmm. do I see that loss? as a loss or did I actually gain something greater than that loss? 
Hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yes, you tangibly lose that person, your community, those people, those assets, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you gain from it when you've had a little bit of time to heal and be separated from it and to kind of retrospectively you know, reflect on it? Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that's what I always come back to. I'm like, man, it is such a huge, I, I think especially as people who have been married, built a kingdom, if you will, mm-hmm. with our loved ones, like thought that this was it. Like no one gets married and thinks. You're gonna get divorced. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like. You know, no one gets married and, I don't wanna say divorce, but break up. Yes, and yeah, exactly. You, I think now on the other side of that, I have a different perspective. Like mm-hmm. I recognize that nothing is guaranteed. That's so right. if I get married again, I'm not, like, I'm not getting married thinking like, oh, he might get divorced, but I definitely am gonna have <laughs> a perspective of like, I'm committed to this until I, until the, till we're not until we're not mm-hmm. right. But I recognize that like nothing is guaranteed. Do you think that's always allowing a backdoor for no? I think energies come in, or you just is that is that the reality? I think that's the reality. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I don't know. Maybe I have a little bit more healing to do with that, and like mm-hmm. it's a coping mechanism. But to me, it helps me recognize like. I need to not be surprised when such and such thing happens or if such and such thing occurs because we are human. Yeah. So what do you think about, so so we're still talking about fantasies Mm -hmm. and it may think, feel like it's gotten off on a tangent of something else. No, I I still think we're on the topic. I I got what we're doing, yeah. So the fantasy is is like, this is a fantasy. Mm -hmm. When I get married again and I get a divorce ever, Right. Yeah. There's no hard. There's. I'm not. We're gonna work it out. I don't care what you're talking about. Whatever it is, we're gonna work it out. I'm gonna tie you to a fucking chair if I have to. Whatever it is, we're gonna be committed to working it out. Of course, there has to be a commitment. That's what I'm saying. Is like you're not gonna go into it and be like, oh, I don't know. Like we might get divorced. Yeah. Like then why are y'all making this commitment? But I think I I think at the same time it's understanding that life happens and we are human. We are flawed human beings Mm -hmm. who make stupid mistakes sometimes aren't acting out of our highest self, right? Mm -hmm. Become unhealthy in parts of our life. Like we're not permanent beings. We fluctuate and sometimes that fluctuation takes us to a higher place and sometimes that fluctuation takes us to a low place and you make decisions out of those places Mm -hmm. that have consequences. So I think that's what I'm trying to say is like there has to be that grace and freedom for the other person to fuck up. Yeah, but not too fucked up. But not too fucked up, right? Like, you're not going to go into it with the expectation of, like, you're probably going to fuck this up. Well, I know, um, but that's the thing. I go into the, with any relationship I'm going into, I told, I would tell the person, I will hurt you. Of course. And I will disappoint you. Yes. And because I'm not perfect. And you would do the same to me. Mm -hmm. But as long as you know it. Yeah. You know, I told the person that, oh, you I'm I'm kind of an asshole sometimes. But I'm not a bad asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm just very straightforward when it comes to certain things. I'm doing it to benefit both of us. Because if it sounds ridiculous and it's going to hurt you, and I've been through it and I've experienced it, I'm like, yeah, asshole, no. 
mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're such an asshole. How could you? And How I didn't think you were this kind of person. Yeah. And it's like, then it we happens. need to, like, I think that's like, we need to stop being surprised. Mm-hmm. You are a human yeah. who's flawed and is gonna say shitty things and is gonna hurt your partner and is mm-hmm. going to sometimes not follow through and forget and da da da. Mm-hmm. And the partner's gonna do the same to you. And yeah. so I think Anniversary like, what? <laughs> when was what anniversary is this? Oh, is this is our three month third day of the week. How do I supposed like, to remember what? that? Like what day does that fall on? Huh? I don't know that anniversary. I don't even have a day. Like there are couples that celebrate like their months, like every month. What? And I'm like, oh, like, like the day, you know, my partner and I started dating like around Valentine's Day, but we were like doing this thing for a while before it. And like, yeah, like, oh, I guess it's just been two years now, you know, like I want to celebrate this day with you. This is the first time I smell my finger afterwards. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. But I think I have, so I have a friend, this is coming back to like how fantasy and reality play off of each other. Mm. I have a friend who always used to say like, treasure the real over the ideal. And I think how you actually get to that fantasy, right? How you actually manifest that like thing Mm -hmm. is by being present in the real. Mm -hmm. And I've always noticed that when I'm present in the moments with what I'm experiencing around me, Mm-hmm. I have a greater capacity and actually greater clarity of how to get to that fantasy, how to get to that um, like vision, right? Because it takes hard work. Like you, it takes grit. You are so it takes big on hard work. Challenging work, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, I know yeah. you hate the word hard. It's you're right. It's challenging work. It takes a lot of self reflection. It takes a lot of like. I think I've learned to redefine marriage mm-hmm. as someone that you are deeply committed to growing up with. Yeah. That's how I've learned to redefine it. Yeah. That's what marriage is. Sign me up. Yeah. That's this Right? It really is. Cuz that's what it is. Yeah. It, this but that's what it is. But what we do is we start layer caking it. Doesn't mean it's not challenging. Listen. But and for some believe, people it comes easier than others. Yeah, but we have I don't to realize challenges either. I don't, okay, you know, I get where me. you're coming this is from. Me. This is me. This is just me. When when you want something, you work for it, and nothing's hard mm-hmm. because you choose it. You choose it. Yeah. So the only reason, reason something can be challenging in mm-hmm. my mind is because I don't want it. Mm, that's a good point. Right. I want to obtain it. I want. I want to control it, yeah, but I don't want it, and this is an issue for me because I don't want to control anything. It if if I want something so bad, it's going to come to me. Uh-huh. I don't need to do any do hard work or this and the other. <laughs> I'm willing to do anything that it is, so nothing's hard. Mm-hmm. If I have to go to the the you know saying. I don't know, to the therapist and spill my guts to get all the information I need to be the best person I can be, then that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Not hard work. Yeah. It's it's freeing, yeah. but it's not hard. It's what I choose. Nothing's hard, nothing's challenging if you are willing to yeah. do it. You know, something you just said really hit home for me because when I'm 
when I'm in that space where mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so hard, you know, and I'm just not talking about romantic relationships, yeah, yeah. but like relationships in general with family, mm-hmm. with friends, like it's so hard, da, da, da. like we create more of a mental tension for ourselves. Like mm-hmm. it's, and it's typically coming out of a place of fear. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I'm always able to identify like, is this coming from fear? Mm-hmm. Do I have more to learn here? Mm-hmm. Okay, pull up your bootstraps. <laughs> Just kidding. But like, it is a moment where I'm like, oh shit, this is coming from fear, which is why I'm creating all this mental tension, which is why I'm saying it's hard, why it's challenging, da 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 da. You're right. Like, if there's a commitment, mm-hmm. you do it. And you. Done deal. You do whatever it's going to take to actually like follow through with that. Yeah. Do you right? know what was hard? What? When we were babies, walking was hard. Yeah. But we didn't have a. We didn't have. Uh, a mind of knowing that it was hard. We didn't have a thought process of something being challenging. Yeah, like oh, walking is hard. Yeah, we yeah, never. You're not we thinking did, that we, at nine months because we didn't have it. Yeah, we, we didn't have that. It's, you just did it. You just, just learned it. how to do it. You fell down. Yeah, and you got back up. Yeah, you fell down. Yeah, then you start running. Yeah, right. No, it was. There's no thing, but we created that for ourselves to give us an out. Yep. Right. If I truly have a fantasy, you know, uh, if I have a fantasy about something I want, mm-hmm. I'm trying to obtain it, and it makes it hard because now I'm going to go through all the things because I want to control it. Oh my god! Ugh, that just like hit my gut. Right, and instead I of, totally operate out of that yeah. place sometimes. Sometimes because so it's from it's fear. Yeah. It's like I've been disappointed before. Mm-hmm. I will continue to be disappointed because mm-hmm. we're human. Mm-hmm. But like. You know, you start to replay that tape, whatever mm-hmm. was the thing that you were left with from your marriage, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, it's like fear of abandonment. A relationship or anything. If you a relationship, yeah. yeah. Abandonment, uh, rejection, mm-hmm. um, infidelity, like whatever it may be, like you start to replay in your head and then you start to actually like relive it and regurgitate it. Like what's the word? Not regurgitate, but perpetuate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to control and obtain it. And I remember my, <laughs> I remember my therapist after, shortly after getting divorced, um, my therapist sat me down. God bless her, she's amazing. Shout out to my therapist. What's her name? Kaylin. Hey, Kaylin. What's up, Kaylin? What's, the, what's Love her last name? Sunderman, she's with Moss and Maine. Yeah. Kaitlyn Sunderman. Look this her up, she's you. really dope. You know, you got a- uh, powerful this woman. This is a free plug. Yeah. For you and your practice. So anybody out there who has wants to ask Phenomenal questions. Phenomenal woman. Wants to get out there and get yep. some therapy. Mm-hmm. Y'all hit up yeah. Caitlin. 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 Yeah, not Caitlin. Not Caitlin? Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Hit up Caitlin. There we go. But I remember her sitting me down and she said to me, I want you to know that if and when you choose to be in a relationship again, mm-hmm. shit's going to come up because you heal in the context of relationship to people. Truth. And I was like, fuck. You don't heal, and everybody <laughs> thinks they heal by themselves. You don't, no. Like, oh, I had, I had to heal, I had, I'm not in a relationship because mm-hmm. I had to heal. Yeah. No. You don't. In a relationship, you heal inside the relationship, yes. not on the outside. Yep. You can do all the things that you need to do for yourself, but when you get in a relationship, everything that you had is gonna come up. Yep. And that's when you need to deal and with that it. that shit will hurt. Yeah, but, if you're willing to go through it, yep. nothing hurts. 
it's just what it is. It just, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 And you go through it and you learn from it. You observe it and you learn yeah. and you so evolve. Many yeah. So yeah. many people are in relationships with thinking about how hurt something is going to be and feel if be present. Yeah. Be in the relationship. Be love. Yeah. And go through the hurt. If it's going to hurt, guess what's going to hurt? But you're going to grow from it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Whether it stays. And then what you do, you, you create more of that mental tension because this is totally my MO and mm-hmm. I'm just airing my laundry for everyone out there to know. <laughs> this is what we're doing it for. This is what we do. Because we all go through Cause it. Because then, then my thought process is like, well, I'm going to be the first one to leave because I'm not getting rejected or abandoned again. So therefore, I need to have every single duck in a row and I need to know that you have every single duck in the row so that I can control this dynamic and this, what's going this to is happen make it work. and the outcome, right? And then it's like, manipulation. Yo, chill out, like mm-hmm. chill out, Victoria, because we are like, people come to the table with their window mm-hmm. of lived experiences, mm-hmm. which are very different from each other, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, this person's not gonna have all their ducks in a row. This person's coming from a completely different way of relating to the world sometimes, mm-hmm. right, than you. And so it's figuring out, like you also don't have your ducks in a row, you think you do because you are protecting yourself. Yeah, and we think that stuff- And so you wanna control everything, like the outcome of everything, mm-hmm. instead of just being like, you know what? Yeah. Learning experience. And we forget that everyone's human. Oh, Even yeah. if somebody has a billion dollars, mm-hmm. they come with their own baggage still. Oh, absolutely. And it, that has nothing Sometimes to do Sometimes heavier with baggage. Heavier baggage. And you know, this is, a, this is something uh, that I like to say about that is money doesn't make the person, it reveals the person. Oh yeah. If you're a douchebag douchebag and you kept this facade for so long that you're not, as soon as you got something, and you became mean to people, that was you. And mm-hmm. that was you in the first place, yep. right? And you so don't go blaming everyone. Yeah, else. no, don't go blaming everyone else. That's not how it works. Yeah, but it's 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 real. Like yeah. that control. When we have a fantasy, and I live this myself, when we have a fantasy that we want to have and to mm-hmm. to to control. It only brings us so much more, more grief, pain, right? Yeah, it's because so true. It's not natural. Mm-hmm. It's not organic. Mm-hmm. It's just you yeah. wanting something so bad. Yeah. When you need to really choose how to find out how to align yourself with it, so where it attracts, right? It attracts to you instead of you chasing it. Yeah. And it's all and about I learned, alignment. I mean, I learned that the first time around, and I I do not plan to repeat that again, right? But you but have you will. to be. But right. you have to recognize it, right? Exactly. Like there's a higher awareness now and there's there's a there's like a consciousness now mm-hmm. of like, oh shit, I'm repeating that familiar pattern. And you cre- and we we will build the new person to be we'll groom them into being exactly what we lost or that we dated before. If we don't fix this. Oh yeah. We'll groom that person. Mm-hmm into being exactly what we lo- uh, we had in our last relationship. And they would do the exact same thing that they did that happened in the last yes. relationship because we groomed them to be that. And guess what? It'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. And, and they'd be like, I told you yeah. all men ain't shit. Or I told you women's women's a bunch of skanks and they all, you know, they all about yeah. this and the other. That's why we gotta wake up. And like I, 
everyone you meet and encounter is a mirror to you in some way or form. Yes. And so if we can meet people through that lens, right, and learn from it, then we can slowly start to change those patterns that we have familiarized ourselves with and continue to perpetuate, right? right? Like, I do not want to do round two like mm -hmm. round one went, mm -hmm. right? Regardless of what happened in that marriage or how it broke up or all the like hurt that came from that, it takes two people at the end of the day for something to break. Yeah. And so I have to acknowledge how I contributed to that. What I've been learning, I wasn't, I'm, I was gonna say learned, but the reality is like I'm still learning from mm -hmm. it and how I pivot to reach something new and different and more healed mm -hmm. <laughs> in the second go around. You yeah. know what I mean? And Or just learning how to, do, you know, not even healed. Uh, for me, it's not just being here, it's about recognizing it. I'm like, okay, how can I, Yep. I challenge this differently? Yeah. Like I had a faux pas of just recently where it was a situation and I blew up and I needed to walk away. And I'm like, man, I put my, I fell back right back into that same mode again. Mm. How can I, I was doing really good for a while. And then it, you know, since this situation came up and like not feeling like I'm, I'm not being heard and getting frustrated led me to this. How can I handle that better? Because it's going to come up, it's going to happen. And I really need to recognize it not to change. How do I say this? not recognize it so I can deal with it better mm -hmm. for myself and for the other person. And uh, because it's going to continue to be stressful, but how to manage that stress when that happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you react differently? Yeah. I think that's what it is because you're always, you're going to be confronted with these lessons mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. these tests, right? Like it's not going to stop. It's not like, and I think that's why what my therapist said was so profound. You know, I was like, well, that divorce happened. There's a lot to unpack there, but like, I won't ever be meeting any of those shadows again. And she was like, uh, yeah, you will. Yeah, all the time. Right? Like, mm -hmm. and it's gonna happen in the context of relationship because that's how we heal. Yes. And so like, regardless of how many people you date after your divorce or after you get over a breakup or, regardless of how many partners you've had in your lifetime, like these lessons are always circulating back. Yeah, when I was in, uh, when I was in therapy and we did a group therapy also, and that was a narrative that was always going on is that people were always blaming other people for what's going on in their, their life. Then they were like, I will never do this again. I will never fall in love again. I, how can I ever trust the person? Yo, it's your fault, dude. Like. You chose wrong. The guy, you know, one of the ladies was all bent out of shape and, you know, we all were there for the same reason. You dated a known meth addict. What do you think was going to come from it? And now you're broken hearted. Yeah. He stole everything from you mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Dude. And now you're a meth addict. Were you a meth addict before? No. But now you are. And you're dealing with this emotional trauma and you're still blaming him for something you chose. You knew he was a meth head. You, cho you, you tried to change him and he wasn't changing. It's not his fault. It's your fault for choosing him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be grace in that too because yeah. that, 
That, one of the most painful things that I heard <laughs> after I got divorced is like. Um, Why are you laughing at me? I'm laughing because I'm thinking of all the stupid things people said. <laughs> but I mainly say this because like when you're in it. Mm hmm. That is your reality. You know what I mean? Like it's it's easy in retrospect or someone from the outside to be looking and be like, why the fuck did you like you brought this upon yourself? Which is what maybe sometimes we want to say to people who mm -hmm. come out of like toxic relationships. But also think about that person. They were in it. Right. Yeah. So there's like a different. Yeah, I was in it, too. But you know the difference between my in it. And this is probably something you experienced mm -hmm. is that. I blame myself for everything. Yeah, I did. So too. everything was my responsibility. Yeah. Instead of giving the responsibility for yeah. their end, mm -hmm. all the mistakes were my mistakes. And in hindsight, I think about it, and they were. Because I had to choose this person, right? I had to bring this person into my life. Mm -hmm. I had to choose to say yes right. or to ask a person to do this. So when I say, when I was in that place where like, people were like, oh, not, it wasn't all your fault. You know, it takes two to tango. It take, you know, I'm like, it took me to say yes to that person. But you didn't know that this was gonna be the outcome. You see what I'm saying? Still, I, I saw signs hmm. beforehand. We all have signs beforehand mm -hmm. of who a person is. They'll show us, but, Sometimes the love, the love dopamine mm -hmm. that gets into our heads makes us blind as that dopamine <coughs> makes us dope. blind, blind AF. It's it's literally like being on crack, mm -hmm. right? You can't see how it's going to affect you, and certain behaviors were already out there, right? And I didn't see those behaviors. All I wanted was to consume what was there. I wanted to win. Ooh, so you made it about winning. I did. I wanted to consume a product. I wanted, I wanted to win and beat everyone else because everybody else wanted it, but I want to win it, right? Look what I have. But damn it, she, you know, the motherfucker's been used by everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, this towel's sticky. <laughs> oh my God. You know? I do think, you know, if we're, are we wrapping this up? Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, pretty soon. Okay. I think, I think I'm gonna come back to the point I made earlier about how our fantasies can actually, are A, not just a sign of health, but can really inform us and mm -hmm. how we, uh, and what we desire and what, like how our erotic nature kind of operates yes. in with ourselves and in relationship to someone else. Um, but I do think that like, the moments where I have not controlled, not facilitated, not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Curated, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I often, I find that when I try and curate a fantasy, try mm -hmm. and curate a romantic situation, yes. it falls flat. Like I fall flat on my face. Yes, yes. And so that's a form of like control and manipulation. And when that's, when I'm trying to come out of fantasy from that perspective, I'm actually harming myself and my partner more than if I'm present in the real, in the moment, mm -hmm. and let it cultivate naturally on its own, right? 
And then you're in that moment where you're like, oh my God, like I've fantasized about this, Mm -hmm. but I didn't force it to happen. I didn't curate it. I didn't, I didn't like manipulate or like do my little like scheming thing to like that, that, that have all these ducks in a row to then make it happen. Like it just happened Mm -hmm. because the person in front of me needs to feel the freedom to allow it to happen, like for it to kind of naturally and organically and Mm -hmm. on their own volition approach it. Does that make sense? It does. And so I think we kill our fantasies when we try and actually force them in that way. I've learned that and it's been a painful lesson, but when I let go, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, there's there's a this deep, is really nice. yeah. There's a deeper thing to that letting go because you're not letting go of the fantasy. No, but you're letting go of the responsibility to get the yes. outcome that I you think you want. I am letting go of the attachment yes. to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Which the law of attachment is real. Yes, I don't. I think Attract what makes a healthy attraction. partnership is that mm-hmm. it's a voluntary agreement. Yes not an expectation, but a voluntary agreement. And I think you reach voluntary agreements when both people feel the freedom Mm -hmm. to actually fulfill that fantasy for the other. That is perfect. You know? Very perfect. So with that said, everybody just hang on those those last words that Victoria said. And I want everyone to think about that. I'm gonna think about it. I want everyone to think about to themselves how we are moving in the world for ourselves and our partners and what baggage are we bringing into this relationship and the fantasies that we're making up about something that's not real and bring it into reality and let it go so we can then attract that from our partners and ourselves yes and i i think when you are inclined to point the finger Mm -hmm. look within first yeah because you always have three fingers pointing back at you there's what does that mean? If you point a finger, uh-huh. you always have three fingers pointing back. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But um, pew pew. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like a that's just that's just such a deep truth that I have experienced time and time again. Is like when I'm inclined to point the finger, look within first because everyone is teaching you something, and everyone mm-hmm. is a mirror. And Even so, your enemies are your mirror. Yeah. So how can you learn mm-hmm. from every interaction and situation, starting with you first? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I remember, like, I'll end it with this because Michelle Obama is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't want to end a podcast episode with Michelle? But she, I listened to an interview where she was like, "Yeah, you know, when Barack and I started going to therapy, I remember walking in and sitting down and being like, so you're gonna tell him everything that's wrong with him?'" Mm. And she was like, "You know, it took." several sessions individually and together to realize like, oh, I needed to actually start with me. (coughs) That's where the work needed to begin first. And I just think that's true for everything in life. Any relationship we're trying to navigate, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, not just romantic, like start with yourself. Get curious. I think curiosity is the open door to that evolutionary like process. Because when you judge it, it's bad. Yeah, it start with you, and also, I was I would add, get with your friends so they can. I like that. You know, this is something that I don't know if people do anymore. Asking your friends mm-hmm. or people you're close to, what they truly think of you. 
And so you get to see them. So you get to see yourself through their eyes. Right. Because what we see in our heads is so much so different. Like, you know, when you do surveys, this is something that happened to me. And then we will will end this whole thing is that, you know, the best way to take a survey, a self assessment of yourself is have someone else do it for you. Because it's more accurate. Because that's true. Our self perceptions are pretty skewed. We want to. This is why therapy is so tough and that you need to go through it so often. Yeah. Is because when you first get there, you want to have all the right answers. Yes. For the therapy so you don't look crazy. Uh-huh. Right? So you're just lying to them so you can look good. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of going in there. I'm laughing because I've totally done that. Yeah. <laughs> I have. And instead I've of, walked in, I'm like, I'm going to get an A fucking plus in yeah. therapy because I'm vulnerable. I know how to talk about my feelings. Da 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 da. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you got some work to do. I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Say, we all do it. And, but the thing is, is, Going there with that complete and utter honesty yeah. is is key, right? Like this is this is what happened when I you know when I was like I was a four, I was being completely honest. I'm not a ten. I don't know if I want to be in this thing no more. I'm have I have a toe in and a toe out. You know more more of a you know saying a four foot. Yep. In in a that was man it was rough. I don't know why I want to do this anymore. Yeah. So yeah, this this is, but that was being the deep honesty that I had in myself, right? And going to get actual help was like I need, yeah, to find the you know, to find out what am I doing wrong? Oh, you're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Just need better tools. Yeah. And we're technically so. Thank you for that wisdom, Ron. And I would I was just going to add something to the end of that. Okay. You know, we're technically not uh, sponsored by anyone, but. I've been hearing phenomenal things by BetterHelp, which is like an online uh, psychotherapy resource for Mm -hmm. folks where like there are clinical psychologists that you can sign up with through BetterHelp um, to have like virtual visits. And especially during COVID, especially with with relationships that are just kind of like a lot yeah. of relationships have blown up in the past year. It's been such a great resource for a lot of people. Yeah, because um, it so. can be scheduled on their time. Yep, you can go through and find you know, some tests out of you know a few therapists yeah. to find one that fits you. And I, I heard I think it works with insurance. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. And like if it doesn't, if it's not a good fit with one therapist, you can always go to another. And mm-hmm. there's different focuses on whatever psychotherapy you're you're in pursuit of. So again, not a sponsored post. But it is but a dope app. It's pretty dope. So check it out. We love you. Yeah. And you don't know, be scared to get better. Don't be scared to get better. And don't be scared of your flaws. Amen. Embrace them. Yeah. And, and then just give them a voice. Yeah. Right. Your flaws need a voice too, so they can so you can get over it. Yes. Or not get over it, just past it. Work through it. Work through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, they never leave. They don't. Those tricky little demons. Mm-hmm. You got to pet them like little dogs. Yeah, which is why I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and yelled that I loved myself. Yeah, I did the same thing, but it was different. I was like, mm, I love myself. All right. Anyway, we love y'all. So have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to sharing more with you soon. Peace and blessings. Bye, y'all. Peace. Peace.